It's my birthday. <laughs> so my birthday. I've been listening to this song for like the last 10 years on my birthday. Is that true? It's by Altered Images. Yes. Big 80s band. And it just makes me feel good about my birthday. you wake up to this? I try to put it on. Yeah. I've never heard it before. In the morning. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Deb walked into my room while I was coming out of the shower, (laughs) butt naked. We did not see each other. No, we did not. But it's because we can't, you can't hear anything that really happens in my room. Right. So on my birthdays, I don't, birthdays, birthday, of which I've had many of those days. Days. I like to play the song because I've just Googled random birthday songs. And this is the one? This is the one I like. Ah, I like that. It has a very, like, you know, ethereal, very yeah. happy, like, listen to her little voice. Don't you feel better about aging? <laughs> me? I don't know. It might take more than that song for me. I love to listen to it. It makes me feel good, good. about my birthday, of which today, Deb... Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you all so very much for all the birthday wishes with all the great texts, the zero phone calls, and more importantly, no mail that came to wish me a happy birthday. So you were born an hour ago. Yeah. An hour ago. So like right now I was on drugs. Okay. How many drugs? Well, I had a C-section, so I was on a lot of drugs. Good drugs. Good drugs. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. And, uh, I think like we were, yeah, I mean, maybe I was still in surgery and then on my way they had you, I remember just the nurses and the doctors going, Oh dear God, it's a monster. It's a monster. And then, Oh my God, he's peeing all over everything. Yeah. And I was like shades of things to come. How I enter every room straight pissing. Exactly. So as we've talked about on this podcast before, I still have a problem with it. Yeah. I think we've told the story before there was, um, there was actually a kid from your high school that was born the same day in Seattle that we found out later. Not the same day. It was like this within within like a day or two, but oh, in the it? same hospital. In the same hospital. Yeah. So his mom and I were in the hospital at the same time. But there was a woman that the same day had twins. Your name was Kevin. Oh, they yeah. put the n- names on the little bassinets. And there, the twins' names were Kevin and Kyle. Yep. Now, you weighed 11 pounds, and you were 24 inches. They stuck you between Kevin and Kyle. The nurses thought this was hysterical. Yes. Kevin and Kyle were like little twin preemies. As twins often are. At, Could you it, imagine two 24-pound, oh, 11-inch children inside of a woman? And they were like these like... I mean, they weren't in the NICU or anything. They were in the regular, but they were teeny, tiny, skinny, scrawny little guys that didn't even look real compared to this thug in the middle. What's up? That looked like he'd been- Hey, yo, nurse, I need a bottle. Exactly. That's exactly how it was. I need some food. I need some food. Give me real food. It's too bright out here. (laughs) So 38. 38. Two years from 40. Got a weird hair thing going on. 38 years old. Power number, master number, 11. 11 is a master number, yeah. 37 was a good year. Yeah. I choose to believe 37 was a good year for me in retrospect. Give me your favorite Kevin years. Mm. Let's let's go, let's say that the last 10 don't apply. So birth through Mm. 28, just shower me with information about me. Okay. Oh, wow. This is like not narcissistic or anything. Nope, but Um, it's my birthday. Okay. So let's see. Well, I did love you as a baby. Thank you. Because you were, here's the thing that was cool about you being so big (laughs) is like, it wasn't that fragile. I just threw you around. Yeah. No, seriously. I can remember coming home and really you were about three weeks old and we went to some party. I mean, some barbecue or something. I didn't even have you the whole night. I mean, people just took you like a football. Everybody was comfortable with you. Nobody, even guys weren't like, oh, a small little baby. Yeah. You know, I mean, you were like a log. Look at this chunk. He looks like fun. Let me hold him for a while. So I feel like as a baby, you were a really good baby. You didn't sleep much, but it's because you were hungry constantly, which again, what has changed? Do you know what I mean? Um, I will say one of my favorite years, 
I loved, well, you were like super shy. In fact, we have pictures of when you were little, like shy guy, Kev. really attached to me, like didn't want to like cried every day, every day. He cried when I took him to preschool every day. Still doesn't change. I, every I mean, time I have to come to work, mom, why? He didn't sob, but he just got teary. Now, once he got in there, he could have cared less about That's me. That's true. Okay. But, and trying to get him out of there at the end of the day was a whole nother feat because he didn't care about me. But the saying goodbye literally killed him. I mean, every morning. Um, but I can remember looking at you when you were four. Oh my gosh. A little toehead. You were the cutest little thing in the world. And you just loved me so much. And you could really talk. It was conversation. I like how all of your Kevin stories are, about are you loving revolving me. around mm. how much I loved you. I, and I remember you were cooperative and sweet. That's still the case. I just loved that, Kevin. He was like, I think if I could go back and have four-year-old Kevin for like a couple of weeks, Got it. I would be so happy. So four-year-old Kev. Would- I could delight you. I mean, little things like four-year-old Kevin. That was part of the Kevin that watched Dirty Dancing 142 times. I'm telling you that. That is rooted in my subconsciousness and still drives me today as a 38-year-old male. The only thing he could do in the remote control was the forward and the back. That's all I needed. And would watch it over and over and dance around. Um, And I think four years old, too, was when you started really like moving out of the shy thing and finding your real personality. What was that like? Horrifying? No, because I just thought you, well, you hadn't fully succeeded. So So still trying out some sets. So I thought you were, he's delightful. Isn't he funny and sweet and a darling? And all of a sudden it's like, wait, he's way too fast. That tongue is way too sharp. Yes. Oh my God. Who are you? Um, Don't you wonder how, like, is that the, is that the common question of nature versus nurture? Like what did he see or what, what is he embodying that he's witnessed to be able to do that? Or is that just a skill set that he found just by randomly talking. Yeah, I don't know. Because I couldn't tell you what it came from. Yeah. No. It just I mean, feels like it's always I been a part of me. I remember you were sweet and shy. And in, in a way that I felt like you could have been bullied. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like other kids would have taken advantage. Minus the fact that I was twice the size of any bullies. Well there was that. And then I remember going, oh no, we have a problem. Do you know what I mean? Like, ooh like, ah sweet and shy has now turned into Biting and, and outgoing. Yeah, that's a bad thing. Um, and yet somehow. And yet somehow. I was never bullied. Also, and the other part of it is, like st- like we had, and we've told the story, we had to move you from your first first grade. Yeah. Because I thought the teachers were bullying It was corporal you. punishment. It was corporal punishment. And uh, even with all that, you weren't happy about it. You were not happy about your situation there. About leaving or staying there? No, about being there. Oh, about yeah. The Who punishment. would? Yeah. Right. But you were like still... You have always been had had there is a big optimistic vein that lives in you. Yeah. And I remember taking your hand and leaving and I said, We're never coming back here. Yeah. And you said, Where are we going? I said, I don't know yeah. yet. And, We're going on tour. Yeah. And you said, Are we gonna do Halloween? Because we pulled you out the day before. I lasted Halloween. all of six weeks at a school. It, yeah. We pulled you out the day of Halloween, which is Nevada Day, which is a holiday. Yeah. So um you were just like super excited about Halloween. Of course. And then I think you actually did miss perhaps a day or two of school. And mm. you, you were like. Loving that. So do I go back to school, no, mom? Or never. Like, <laughs> you're with mommy like? for the rest of your yeah, life. And I said, no, no, you're going to go to school. We have an appointment with a new principal. Nice. Yeah. And that's where you ended up. That ended up being your elementary school. What's the worst year? What teenage uh, version of Kev was the worst year? I you know, actually, I don't think teenage. So high school was not as worrisome as middle school. Oh, okay. Middle school, I felt like you lost your mind. It was pretty cool. I like middle school. <laughs> no, you did. I just was like, someone's going to die or end up in jail. The, like, the thing with middle school was elementary school felt so regimented. It felt like this is what you do every single day. It, it wasn't militant, but it was just like, this is what you do. Yeah. And I did it for six years because yeah. elementary school here in Northern Nevada is first through sixth. A lot of other places, it's first through fourth, and then it's five, six, seven, eight, or six, right. seven, eight, or six, seven, eight, nine, right? Our middle school here is only two years, seven and eight. That's it. And so it's this aggregation of what? Seven other elementary schools? 
I don't know if it's that many, but yeah, quite a few. But it's a lot. New ki- new and meat. needless to say, new meat. Yeah. yeah, far differing on yeah. the on 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 the socioeconomic socioeconomic scale of life. Meaning, you're seeing all sorts of kids from all sorts of backgrounds, from all sorts of financial backgrounds, things that I was never exposed to. So originally terrified. And I think we've well, talked you, about this, you, you, that I was horrified to get out of the car for fear of dying only to then what seven hours later come sprinting, bounding <laughs> back to the car. Cause it was the greatest experience of my life. Little did I know that with middle school, the teachers are kind of like, well, we only have two years with these kids. So we don't ultimately care. So there was a sense of freedom that yep. existed within middle school. I mean, I can remember just getting hall passes just whenever I wanted oh, and being ridiculous. able and to march movies. up and down. And then the movie thing, because we didn't have that really in elementary school. When a substitute came in, it was movie day. Bar none. Didn't matter the subject. Yeah. Didn't matter the class. We watched movies in PE. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Right. Middle school was awesome. Well, here's the thing about middle school is you were feeling your oats. I mean, seriously, oh, yeah. in middle school, you went from like kind of a sweet kid to like, I am so freaking cool. Don't even look in my the direction. Coolest. Yeah. Look how baggy these jean shorts are. And I mean, it wasn't until many years later that I found out I thought your first kiss was some other girl. And then you said to me, no, like, no. No, first, you've got that story twisted in your First time head. I kissed a girl was in somebody's basement in middle school. No, that's yes. not true. Oh, I, I think I lied to you about lying to you. What? Yeah, I don't think that's true. Is, My first kiss was in elementary school. I got in trouble for it. Oh, that's right. Nicole. No, Vanessa. Oh, but you kissed Vanessa? Yeah, bro. Vanessa was your friend. I'm tight like that. Oh, my God. The things I'm learning. This is ridiculous. People shouldn't be kissing in elementary school. Tip of the iceberg, yeah. Deb. So that's what I was worried about. I thought junior high yeah. was the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there was, you were sassy, you were mouthy. Yeah. I had to beg you to do homework. Interestingly enough, you got straight A's practically in middle school. It Teachers was didn't care. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, so I couldn't really use the grade thing. Yeah. You know, like, I know that you're doing every single thing every parent would ever want, but I'm pissed at you. Exactly. Um, but I remember saying to dad, high school is going to be horrible. Yeah. And then somehow, High school, you settled into yourself. And while there were some crazy times in high school, I didn't, I I was calmer about your future, yeah. meaning jail and dead. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Those are my it two It was a things. private Catholic school. They were, yeah. We were all going to take care of each other. We knew people. Here's, what, here's the truth of what happened. You went to a public elementary school, but it's a really small school. And um, when Kevin started first grade, the our legislature had just passed a thing that um, the classes couldn't have more than 15 in them. So it was literally a small school and a small population in the school. That school had so many parents up there morning, noon, and night that it was hard for anybody to get away with anything. I mean, then you went to middle school where apparently parents don't show up ever. Ever. Okay. And And neither do the teachers. That's where it went wild. Yeah. Okay. Then you went to high school where, again, parents were required to donate. Morning. Noon and night. hours. We were required yeah. to donate, and they they kept track of it as if we were. We were just security guards at that point. Exactly. So we were. A daddy was up there. I was up there. You try to find the fun things to do. Yeah. do you know and me? that's on top of my mom and dad having to be up there because I was being punished in some capacity and that too. too. And that too. And so, but really in high school, I felt like okay, my thing with Kevin has always been death or jail. Those are just my two worries. You know, I don't want you to die, obviously, and I'd prefer not to visit you in jail. Both sound on, right to me, especially on your birthday. True. Okay, so uh, I settled into believing there was a future. Yeah. Sometime in high school, and then I think we would see these moments of maturity because you were young for your grade. You were so giant. I felt I had to start you. Do yeah. you mean early? Um, but I'd see these moments of maturity and I'd go, ah, there it is. There it is. You know, ah, now he's an idiot again, but I'll, I'll hold on to that thing I saw for a while. And 21 years later, absolutely nothing has changed. Let's start the podcast. Welcome to the Deb and Kev podcast. One is a Harvard business school alum. The other is her son discussing business, pop culture, family, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts. Devin Kev. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome to the Devin Kev podcast. Sitting over there, I think her role in my birth 
has been greatly overemphasized throughout the years. It's my mom, Deb. I'm Deb. And that makes me the birthday boy, the cumpleaños compadre. It's my party and I'll cry if I want to. I'm her son, Kev, and this is our podcast. On today's show and my birthday, keeping with the loose theme of parties, Deb is going to talk to us about company parties and group activities. And as a gift to myself, it has been a while, but for my birthday... Deb is going to play Use It in a Sentence. Oh, no. And we will blow out the candles on this podcast by telling you what's for dinner and what we're thankful for. But first, Deb, you didn't even know we were going to talk about it, but you segued right into it. I have a high school reunion coming up. Mm, What year? Deb? (laughs) It's my 20th high school reunion. I tried to keep things upbeat for my birthday. Yeah. But then I realized at some point you just got to address it. So is the reunion, have you gotten a notice? Is it coming? Well, what's really funny is I can remember way back when, when Facebook started, one of the first things I ever thought about was, well, this is going to ruin reunions because reunions were great because you would get back together every five years. Yep. Because people wanted to see what each other were up to. If you weren't right. in constant contact with somebody, right. you had no idea what Jimmy Dean did. Oh, he started a sausage company, oh, right? Jimmy, love him. When Facebook started, I thought, well, everybody is just going to friend everybody who they've ever known and yeah. gone to school with. Thus, you don't really need a high school reunion. Turns out I was wrong. People still go to high school reunions. I have not received an invitation to my 20th reunion. I imagine I'll be getting that around August or September. But I did see that there is an Instagram account for the graduating class of Bishop Minot Catholic High School 2002. Mm, that's you. I have not been invited to that either, which makes sense. But I assume it's being pushed to me because it knows all of the people who are my age right. and my general area, right. like this fits you. Right. You have gone to high school reunions before. I have. I have not gone to a high school reunion before. Tell me what you liked about your high school. Sell high school reunions to me. Mm. Okay, so uh, my high school did it every 10 years, okay? Okay. Not every five. Now, they do it every five now because people are dying. I think you're right. I think it's 10 years up to like 30. Yeah. And and then then, it's five after that. And then because you're losing people. I mean, that's the truth. So here's the thing about high school reunions that I think is the best. Um, I walked in and, you know, I had left my town, so I didn't live in the town. Do you know what I mean? To see everybody, right? And I think I felt like, like, I'm going to go back and these, they're all the same. You know, you think of them as the same. You don't picture them as 20 year old versions of themselves. Right. And I'm not running into them at the grocery store or anything like that. So I don't have something else in my mind. So here was kind of the thing that I loved. The playing field leveled. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. Because, I mean, some people, high school is just not their thing. Do you know what I mean? And then there's those people where you go, oh, yeah, you peaked when you were 15. Yeah. That's sad, right? I yeah. mean, if that was it. And so that that was just, that was so evident, right? And, I mean, I'm not talking in terms of money and success. I'm just talking about evolution, you know, development of self, if you will. So, you know, some of the most popular girls were like, not so much. Do you know what I mean? Where it isn't that I didn't want to talk to them. I did. But it felt like, oh, I wasn't one of you. Right. And now we can talk to each other. Right. I mean, which which I thought was really nice. On the other end of it, there were some people that I would say were probably kind of like the sweet, nerdy people that had just blossomed into incredible souls. And it was amazing to see them and really chat with them and visit with them. And I just felt like at least at my high school, a lot of the barriers came down. Mm. Everybody was super cool. Nobody, I, I feel like there was this one girl in high school that I was pretty good friends with. And, um, she was really, really, really popular and she was a cheerleader. And I, I mean, I was probably, I think we could have been better friends, but I think she just got caught up so much in the popular thing. Yeah. And, um, she has never come back 
to a reunion. Interesting. And somebody had said, like, she just said high school wasn't real. Do you know what I mean? Like, none of that was real. And she knew she was put on a pedestal and she just can't go back and do it. Which I think is kind of sad, right? Well, it's like we all have our own securities right, are our right, own, right? right. We, we take other people's opinions. We make them hyperbolic. Then we assign them to an infinite amount of people. And then yeah. that becomes truth to yeah. us, right? Yeah. I can't fathom that anybody would look at somebody 20, 30, 40 years later, especially if they came, were nice, atoned for what they needed to atone with, that yeah. they'd be like, no, when we were 15, you were a total B. Well, That's and, I'm going to hold it against you. But this girl was nice. I mean, this was not an, it, it's just weird. I mean, like I've always kind of missed her. Like she should oh, be there. Oh, got it. Um, but what I want to say is I drug, here. so here's my advice for people that are married. I drug dad to two. Okay. How'd that go? Well, the first year kind of fun. It was 10 years. Everybody's just kind of, you know, eating, drinking, dancing. It was fun. Okay. And actually one of my cousins was there. It was kind of weird. So I, as a guest of somebody as else, as a guest of somebody else. Got it. So I chat, I mean, she went to our high school, but she was much younger, chatted with her. Um, and there were, I mean, there were people that I loved seeing. It was all good. That one was good. Then I took dad to the 20 and the 20 was like, for him. I mean, there were this little group of guys that sat around that don't know anybody, don't know each other. Do you know what I mean? Found each other. Straight out of a movie. Exactly. And then this woman, this girl comes running up to me and she says, are you married to a Zener? And I would, that's a very deadly Loaded. question because there are six possible men yeah. that it could be, right? The Zeners somehow, even though Seattle is enormous now. Yeah. The lore of that family Mm-mm-mm. still exists. Stories, stories. And most all of them have at least half truth to them, for oh, sure. Oh, for sure. So I was kind of like, yes. And then she's like, which one? And you go... Like, like, is there a good choice or a bad yeah. choice? Because I'm for sure yeah. married to one, sure and I know his one. name, but should I lie about <laughs> and that? And say it's a, like Rick would have been a safe yeah. one. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. But then there's a couple other names. Not safe. Not safe. So... I, I said, yeah. And I said, Gary. And she goes, oh my God, it's the same age as Gary. Where is he? Da, 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 da. So she went and found dad. Oh, thank God. She went and found dad, super excited because, and you'll know this, every time we went to Seattle, daddy would take us to this bakery that was in between St. Joe's, his school and his house. And he would stop there every day. It was Carolyn's bakery and buy maple bars. And that was Carolyn's daughter. Okay. And she went to St. Joe's too. And she married one of my classmates. So, but that kind of ended. I mean, the highlight of that was dad meeting her again. And him her. being like, did you bring any donuts in your purse? Ex- maple bars. And yeah. then I'll, I'll call this night a success. So after that, dad politely told me. Which makes sense because it really is a you thing. It's, right. If you've brought him to two people who care, no. Right. And moving forward, it's like, it's catch up for you. There's nobody else he's catching up with. He doesn't need to go see his new friends at right. the rejects table. Who he's table never thirteen. Talk to again. Exactly. Exactly. So dad said, "Good job. Never need to go again." Yep. I mean, like I'll go to Seattle with you. Yeah. But like not going to yeah that. that night. You know, that's you, and yeah. I'm just gonna go meet some friends. Exactly. So after that, I just went by myself, and I will tell you. It was so much fun without him because number one, I didn't have to worry about him, right. you know, cause you feel like, uh, you yep. Got to pay attention in. to him. Exactly. And I really felt like I slid in to the lunch table my senior year. Oh, That's cool. how, how it felt like the girls I would have sat with, like hardly anybody brought their husbands. Do you know what I mean? Or, or spouses? I mean, much less did. Yeah. And so you really just, even though years have gone by and even though you might be friends on Facebook, so you kind of know what's going on a little bit, just slip in and there everybody was. And I've had a good time. I missed the last one. Um, I was 25. Yeah, 25. Exactly. And there, but there, I think there's one in September, or October this year. Well, I think yours and I's, yours yeah. and I's line yeah. up. Yeah. Mine is 20. Yours is 30. <laughs> so, so. They, or so, yeah, they move, so. they will yeah. move in congruency for yeah. the rest of time. Yeah. So anyways, I mean, what, like, do you feel compelled to go back? Because um, you haven't gone in a while. I haven't gone in a while. No, it would be nice to go back. and be, Listen, I have to say this. The group is much smaller. Yeah. I'd missed the last one. and It, was it would a, be wild if it was your 50th reunion. It was because it is. Oh, okay. Um, 
It was at somebody's lake house. Do you know what I mean? So, Oh, not at the school? Well, you've seen the venues get smaller now. Do you see what oh, I mean? Oh, so many people are dying. Because people have passed, yeah. and um, That's no, sobering. It is. and um, But literally, I knew everybody like that was there. Yeah. And I would have counted them at least in my circle or the edge of my circle. So like, I would love to see them. I yeah. mean, really, truly love to see them. And it's really weird because... I want to say they're all recognizable to me, even at this age. Okay. I see I see their high school faces. You know how some people like, you just can't get it? It's yeah. not there. I see their high school faces for sure. So yeah, I don't have any bad feelings about that. I think, listen, I think everybody should go at least to one. I think people get all weird about how successful am I? What do I have? Am I married? Do I have the, I I just think you have to leave that crap at the door. And if somebody brings that stuff in, that's not your person. Ignore them. Well, so I don't care about any of that, right? Right. You've known, you've known me for close to 38 years now. The, the, the benchmarks, right? The, the, the chasing the American dream stuff. What's your profession? What's your title? How many homes do you have? How long have you been married? How many kids could have, could care less about any of that, Right. right? I just genuinely feel like I know dang near everybody and what they're doing because of social media. And because, I mean, I have come and gone from Reno a handful of times in my life. I have overlapped with a ton of people, yeah, good and bad, yeah. over that time. So I look back on it and I think, like, I'm sure I have a Rolodex of people who I would, in the moment, like to see. Yeah. But I just don't care. Yeah, but you know... Like you and Cassidy are good friends. But I see her all the time. I know. But it would be fun to go with Cass and Max. Why? Why wouldn't I just want to go to hang out at a bar with them? Well, I mean, just that would be an excuse to go. Actually, the three of you could go make fun of everybody. That's what you would do. But see, then now I'm going for bad reasons. You're going for bad reasons. I, I still think you should go. Maybe for my 50th. Oh, that's ridiculous. When I Well, we ran in the other night at dinner. We ran, he wasn't in your class, but we ran into a high school friend. Yeah. And uh, it was delightful. I mean, he Yeah, has but a, it's still weird. Well, it's not that it was weird, but thing, it's still weird. Here's the thing that's weird. Is this guy, is he a year younger than two. you? Two years younger than you? Beautiful wife. Mm-hmm. Darling children. Gorgeous. Dar- I mean, really. Yeah. Like, devastatingly beautiful. And I'm like, he's got a wife. He's got kids. Two years younger than Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm out at dinner with my mom. <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> It's mommy it. son time. And you're saying, and we're still saying things like, say hi to your mom and dad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because mine's right saying, here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he didn't seem to care. No, of course. I mean, listen. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Adult children can yeah. go out with their parents yeah, and it yeah, not yeah, be yeah. weird. But it was funny yeah, in that context. Yeah, it it's like, your dynamic has changed. Mine, not so much. <laughs> It was pretty funny, yeah. It was good to see him, though. Yeah, I, I wonder where they would have it because, I mean, I don't even know of anybody who's passed away in my grade in my class. Mm, like, I can't think class. of anybody. I can't think of. Anybody I know that either. there was peripheral people in classes above and below who have, but I can't think of anybody who's passed away. And it's not like our our class was huge. I think it was like a hundred and seventy mm-hmm. some odd kids. So you can have it at a lot of different venues. I want to say the ten year was held at some alumni's restaurant, some alums restaurant. Yeah. yeah. I imagine it'd be something very similar to that. But the other thing is a lot of the people that I was friends with weren't in my grade. Right. Well, so that's what I was thinking with you is you've got to go really back and think of your grade. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like your actual grade. Here's the other thing that I do think though, that you might really enjoy is that there were some guys in your grade that were like, your, your grade was troublesome. (laughs) Our grade had a bunch of overachievers, yeah. had a ton of athletes, yeah. and had people who knew how to get in trouble with the best of them. Yes, yes. I think a lot of those people have settled down into nice, normal people. Yeah. And I think you would, I think there's like a new thing, like you would enjoy, I mean, just an evening of visiting with people. Yeah, I really do fair. think that, you know? There's a, I mean, there's a contingent that I've obviously kept tabs with, and they're fine. I, 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 it's weird. I guess for me, it's always weird to romanticize the past. I I don't think I've really ever done that. Like I don't look back on my life. I'm like, Oh my gosh, life was so much. I'm a forward guy. I think all the good stuff is ahead of us type thing. And so going back and I liked high school. I mean, I think I had a very traditional high school experience. I had the highs, I had the lows, I had the drama. I had all of that stuff. 
And I appreciated it for what it was when I was, what, 14 through 17. Yeah. I just don't care. I mean, the other thing is, I'm not even going back to my old high school. My old high school doesn't exist. It's been bulldozed and it's a softball Which field now. I think that's one of the things that bothers you. Probably. Is that you're not going, but you, but often you don't, well, like my high school is super cool. Somebody just posted the other day a picture of themselves in front of my high school yeah. and it just popped up and I was like, oh my God. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, like it still is. It's a conversation piece, you yeah. know. So often they'll never they don't have the event ever at the high school, but often they do some kind of thing so we can get to the go yeah. through the high school. I mean, again. it's pretty traditional, right? You go to the football game on a Saturday night or something like that, and either before or after you've gone to whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It, it just does not appeal to me, even a little bit. I think you should keep it open. Keep it open, Kev. Keep it open. I wonder when it is though. I mean, it's got to be in. Call Early Cassidy. October. Cassidy will know. Is she the president? She's who? not the, you don't know. No. Uh, oh, Catherine was. You know who will know right up the block? Miss Carrie. She'll know. Oh, yeah. I, I, think she's been, I think she's involved in the alumni. And that board. seems like a lot of work. Like, her house is a block and a half mm, away. I'm not a big walker. <laughs> you could drive <laughs> Not there. a big walk guy. Yeah. And that's okay. gas money. And, you know, mm. even though we said that deflation is coming soon, <laughs> inflation is still very real. Yeah, I can see where this is going. Mm, looks like this is going to die on the vine. But just so everybody knows, at 38, great start to the year. Constant reminder, you're only getting older. And how old are you? 20 years older from when you graduated yeah. high school. Yeah. Sorry, babe. But here's the thing. The most of your class is already 39. So doesn't that make you feel good? Bunch of oldies. Yeah. Bunch of oldies. Speaking of group activities that nobody wants to do, oftentimes companies think the best thing to build culture, to build camaraderie, is to have either on-site or off-site experiences as a group. Yeah. And what's hilarious is there's so many memes going around where it's like, if they say we have great culture, run, right? Right, right. If they say we do casual Fridays, Run. Yeah. If some of the perks of your job is off-site visits, run. So in this ever-changing world, still yeah. very much yeah. in a pandemic where everybody I feel like I know at this point is testing positive. Somehow we didn't. Yeah. Talk to me about company parties, group activities, with the idea of building culture and how that may or may not overlap with what everybody wants. So Listen, I love the idea of a good, positive culture. Yeah. And really what I think culture is about is about everybody, every single person from the top to the bottom, horizontally, vertically, that everybody in that corporation knows what their values are and where they're headed, what they're trying to accomplish. That's, I mean, like, who are we? Like, if everybody can answer that question, yeah. to me, that is the foundation of a good culture. Okay? Yep. Now- do we want to do things that are sometimes break the monotony of work? Yes. Do we want to do, reward our employees when things have gone really well? Yes. Okay. Yep. And that builds, obviously can build a positive culture too. Let me say this. I have seen so many of these activities ruin people's careers. That I mean, I they just, actually scare me. That I just have to say, I'm going to sound like the most conservative old grandma in the world when you hear my advice. Yeah. So if you were to come to work for me, one of the first things I would say to you- We don't ever do anything as a group. There's not a lot of rules, but I have one rule. There will be no drunkenness. It's kind of like Outback Steakhouse. No rules, just right. Also, don't ever drink, ever. I, I don't say don't ever drink. You can drink. But you better know your limits. There will be no drunkenness. Which, when people <laughs> who have a problem drinking, the one thing they all know is their limits. <laughs> well, here's the thing. And if you have a problem drinking, we're going to find that out really fast. Real fast. Really fast. Because here's, here's the two things for me. Is I don't want you to destroy your career. I really don't. And I don't want to have to destroy your career, destroy your career <laughs> because you did something so unbelievably ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. So I literally say that to people and I've said it, to, I mean, you know, it's my thing, yeah. right? Um, so do I love like having a party? Yes. Do I love having an event? Yes. But I just think like, these are your work people. Yeah. Like be careful. Well, I'll tell you what's really funny. And because my viewpoint of like working outings has changed a lot over the years 
And the first real job, the first real job I had out of college was working at a news station. And the hours I kept were from 2 p.m. to midnight. Every single time I worked, that was five days a week. And so you don't just go home and go to bed. Like you kind of have an itch to stay up to do something like anybody does after work. The problem is you're only doing it with your coworkers. Right. And P and I'm going to like, you know, kind of pull back the curtain. People who work in news are psychopaths. <laughs> like you either leading with ego mm-hmm. or you're leading with social awkwardness because you're in production. So you're literally in dark rooms, never talking to anybody. Right. Two total ends of the spectrum, but they still equal the same thing. You're a psychopath. So when I was 22 and I got that job, I never even thought about not going out with my coworkers. I never even thought about not doing dumb stuff with my coworkers because they were all doing it too. Right. And that good batter in between, I guess this is a bit of a culture spin zone. That was the culture, people being dumb, people going out and blowing off steam, people going out, bad mouthing one another, and then somebody doing something dumb. And then you would come back into the newsroom the next day and you would talk about it. Fortunately, I was never one of those people, but that was you ubiquitous in the newsroom of that culture. Only when I got out of news did I realize, oh, no other industry functions like this, probably outside of finance. No other industry functions like this. I need to a thousand percent change my mindset or I'm going to lose every job I've ever had ever. Well, the truth is other industries do function like that. And it kind of depends. Like I, I was you know, coming up in my first job and everything, like in the end of the 70s, early 80s, and there was money out there. I mean, there was cash for businesses. Like we would travel. I can remember, I mean, sitting at a dinner table and it was like every single person ordered the appetizer. Somebody ordered $300 bottles of wine. Mm. Do you know what I mean? At the time. Very much like news. I mean, then it was like cocktails. I mean, like the dinner bills were ridiculous. I can remember this one group, one guy at the end of... We'd have dessert. We're done. And then he would order like some thousand dollar bottle of Cavassier. Do you know what I mean? And bring it to the, and bring to the table. We each have a little bit. It was insane. And the biggest debate was whose American Express is it going to go on? Oh, Do you mean who's going to submit the bill? Expense it. Right. Who's going to expense it? And so you just watched people be stupid. Do you know what I mean? Sure. I mean, completely stupid. The best kind of, of money is somebody else's money. Exactly. There is a thing that happens back then, and this isn't, it's kind of the, I mean, this was way past the Don Draper days, right? But like, it is a thing like, if everybody's doing it, well, then everybody's doing it. Do you know what I mean? So then everybody's woken up hungover. Everybody's been a little slow the next day. Everybody has taken a meeting late. Do you mean all of that has happened? And that gets threaded into the culture too. And one of the things that happens is like, where is the line? When is it a problem? Do you mean, is it a problem when some random guy knocked on my door, my hotel room door, and thought, you know, some married guy- that Party's continuing. The party was going to continue. Yep. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, that felt like a line to me as yeah. a young girl. But, I mean, it is, it's just that kind of stuff, right? Well, you'll remember this. I spent one of my birthdays, my 21st birthday, at the news station puking into an edit bay trash can because I was so dumb that I didn't ask for my birthday off. And I drank until like six o'clock in the morning. And then my parents had to be my DDs to drive me to and from work. That was horrible. That was bad. Embarrassing. Not the um, best. I mean, <laughs> the station manager actually got a good chuckle out of it. Yeah. We we were like horrified. Do you know what I mean? Equally so. Yeah. So so it's that kind of stuff. I mean, there are horrible stories that like there is a girl. Um, oh, my gosh. If Jill is listening to this, Jill will know exactly. There is a girl that... I was at a conference with and my friend Jill, who used to work, we used to work together, uh, introduced me to this girl in an elevator. To this day, I don't know that girl's name. I've seen her at a number of conferences. And I mean, they just refer to her as Bones because she had sex with a guy we knew in the elevator. Do you oh, know what I mean? just wait. She had sex one time and now she's, her nickname's Bones? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a badass <laughs> nickname. It'd be more badass if it was for a guy. But here's the Loses deal. a little something for yeah. an innocent girl. I don't know her name. What's up, Bones? <laughs> you take the elevator up? <laughs> yeah, Okay, exactly. I got you. She will forever be that girl, right? So 
can we have parties? Can we have celebrations? Yes. But please abide by my number one rule. No don't bone in elevators. And don't do things you wouldn't do in normal life. Okay? Remember, your bosses are there. Your coworkers, they're still, on Monday morning, they're your bosses and your coworkers. I only ever have one drink at a, at a group event. So, and it's usually a vodka soda. And then if I go have another, it's just soda and with the lime. So I am very careful. I have a, well, we are, I'm not a big drinker. I can't speak for you. Deb, you down six bottles of wine a night. Don't lie. If I'm in Reno, Nevada. Your teeth are still red from the night before. If I'm in Reno, Nevada, I am definitely not drinking. I mean, we are, no, we don't. There's no booze in this house unless somebody's literally given it to us. Exactly. And so like if I go on a business trip and everybody's having a cocktail, I'll have a cocktail, but I've never had more than two. I mean, like I'll destroy myself. There is a line of what you don't, I mean, unless you're like a recovering alcoholic, which everybody is totally fine with you not drinking. That's, that's great. But there's this thing of like, well, you don't want to be a total like social pariah where you're just standing with your ninth water with your back against the wall, not participating. Like if drinking is not a problem for you, for you having one or two over the course of the evening or the event, totally fine. But if you're the guy leading the charge of wanting everybody to drink, Tumultuous waters. Ahead. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the only thing. And you don't know that you're going to become innocently over familiar with somebody or say or do something that a sober person remembers right. and repeats. Right. Yep. I mean, or get in a picture nowadays. Yeah. Right. Because you, sh- you want to be able to say, like, I had one drink, one. Right. So I'm very well aware of what I said and what I did. And it does not jive with old bones over there who had 19 kamikazes. <laughs> exactly. Then ended up in the elevator yeah. with a guy. And I was so, in a different elevator, by exactly. the way. Exactly. So here's the thing about company events. I do think like company events that can be really like team building focused. That's fun. That doesn't necessarily involve alcohol, yeah. but can involve a lot of fun stuff. I go for that all day long. I also think like, I just want to say, I have this huge thing about celebrating people's birthdays. I think we should. Mm-hmm. I love that when they do that at the office. I'm just like, could it uniquely be different for each person? Let's just not do the same old cake, the same old thing, right. the same. Like, make it uniquely yours. Yeah. Or mine. I want gluten-free bunt cakes for my birthday. Exactly. That's what I want as well. Um, so it is consider that kind of stuff. I do think things that you talk about to build culture, like I have a client that set me down, and this was a, kind of a small business, and she set me down, this was a couple of years ago, and she goes, I want to show you something. And she'd just written down a figure, and it was like, I don't know, $10,432. And I go, what's that? She goes, that's how much I spent on Friday lunches last year. What? And I went, what? And she, so, you know, years ago, she, like kind of a team building thing had said, I'll order, you guys pick from wherever you want. We'll order lunch in on Fridays. We'll eat lunch together, like, you know, in the conference room. So it'll be half like fun, half business, but I'll buy lunch, right? Now, that's not a bad idea, right? Sure. But then at some point, everybody just took it for granted. I mean, two people were taking their lunch out to the car. I was going to say, just started showing up with no lunch bag on Fridays and like looking at her being like, I'm hungry. Exactly. And then two of them still are in their office and never come out. And I looked at her and I said, you got to stop this. Yeah, no and she goes, kidding. But it is hard to stop when you've started something like that. Because now you're going to ruin that culture that clearly has not taken root at all. Exactly. But it is the kind of thing. So think consciously about what you're doing. And really, if you're spending good money, what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. So one of the first, this is kind of a funny story. One of the first big team building, this is a thousand years ago, I ever went on was um, dad was employed with Hartford Insurance and he had won some like thing of the year. So they had all these, you know, top executives. We were somewhere maybe in Tucson Ooh, beautiful. I re- and I remember this group came in. I remember they were called Pecos River something something. Pecos River And from it was Tucson. like team building stuff. So I mostly wasn't with dad. I got separated, right? Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's some other group. But there was this group where I'm with dad. Now, you of all people will appreciate this. And so it was about working together. Okay. Okay. And they had it, a little obstacle thing. So there was this little stream on the property of the resort. Okay. And so you had to get across the stream and over this place and do all this without like, you couldn't get wet. Each person had to get across. So, you know, what would happen is like, you had to help each other. Like you had to work. 
So dad is there. And, you know, there are like, I don't know, six of us on the team. Uh-huh. Within five minutes, I'm like, oh, crap. I'm married to the asshole. Yeah. Like, it was awful. Like, dad. Come on, Peter. Are you that dumb? Hop over the creek bed. Oh, my God. First of all, dad insisted it be this way. Of course. And would not stop. Unfamiliar. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, I'm looking at him with these new eyes like, you're him. You're that guy. Do you know what I mean? You're the Chad. You're the guy. And he didn't like, I remember he didn't like the way somebody had put the board across you know, my childhood comes flooding back. Exactly. The, the little creek, whatever it was. And then he just walked across it. Of course he did because, yeah. you know, he's physical and agile and all that. Just ran across it and then continued on and left the rest of us behind. See you losers later. So, which is the story, by the way, of all the resentment coming out right now of me walking down the street with dad anywhere in the world. Yeah. Like, could you not be six feet ahead of me? Yeah. Please. I mean, it was like, I mean, one woman said, what a dick. And I just, <laughs> you're right. Burst. <laughs> and I said, I agree. I think I covered up my last name on my name yeah. pad. Then, oh, this you is know. weird. We have the same last yeah, name. That's, exactly. a, that's ironic. He is. Thank yeah. you very much. And it's not his name, but it was, and you saw him get frustrated. Of you know course. how dad does. Can't hide you know? it. He can't Jaw hide clenched. It. Jaws clenched with a project, those blue eyes just piercing at you. It, we, we did not win. Of course, then that's spoiler the alert. We did not win. We did file divorce papers later, though. <laughs> and it was like, I remember he was really upset. He was upset with like two people in the group. And I just said to him, you were awful. Yeah. I don't, you were awful. Like you are a terrible human being. Totally. Right. But I mean, that just sadly was my husband. But you get that. I mean, you know, these team building things, if they're designed well, they bring out people's control issues. They bring out people's insecurity issues. And they really show the dynamics of a team. So what I'm hearing is just buy people Amazon gift cards and don't run the risk as an employer yeah. of having to deal with the fallout. Or, you know, make sure that when you have somebody like a Gary, yeah. who's a little bit intense, kind of a perfectionist and we kind bet. of thinks his way is the right way, yeah. right? Um and he says, I'll lead you, just follow. That's how it goes, right? As all great leaders say. <laughs> I'll lead you, just follow. Um, so if it is like that, maybe you work with them before yeah. the event, sit, right? Have a, have a quick little sit down. Yeah. But listen, here's the truth. I love it. Everybody want you know what it is? Having some fun event or going somewhere, I'm going to say off campus, that is like a snow day at school. Do yep. you mean, it really is. And every business should have their version of it. It just needs to appeal to the group. And the thing that I want to say more than anything is stuff gets old really fast. Totally. So it's got to be innovative. It's got to be changed up. You've got my, your aha moments have to be different because if somebody, if they don't leave with an aha moment, then I think it was a waste of time and money. So, I mean, I think all of that is good. I could sit here and tell you dreadful stories so listen, just no drunkenness and beware, you know. Leave with an aha moment, not a nickname. A quick shout out to one of our listeners because we are doing use it in a sentence because she had her daughter Maeve send me an audio recording via text about some words that we could use and use it in a sentence. Now, we had actually used two of the three that she provided, but the last word in use it in a sentence today is actually going to be provided to us from Maeve, courtesy of her mom, Meg's, texting me. Okay, nice. So shout out Maeve and Meg for putting Love this- that. For putting Deb in the crosshairs of understanding and maybe words. Maeve, maybe Maeve is actually a better Gen X millennial than you are. Well, she is because she's much younger than me. Oh, okay. There far, you go. far, far is. younger than me. She's far, far more in the know. So for those of you who are new to this podcast, we have not played this game in forever, mostly because it was one of the first games we played and we played it constantly yeah. because it was so damn funny watching Deb desperately try to make sense <laughs> of slang terms and words used by generations younger than her. I'm here for your fodder and laughter. And it quickly became, how wrong can Deb be? Yeah. And it was hilarious. Yeah. It was never not hilarious. People still, you know what the one thing people say to me over and over? Sus. Sus. Oh my God. You're real and sussy right now. Sus. 
So we have five words. Yeah. They are all turns of phrases or words mm-hmm. or, 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 you know, Gen Z-isms okay. that have entered pop culture vernacular. Okay. Your job is to take it. Yeah. And to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. And this is where Deb struggles because she wants to use it in the most literal way. Yeah, I do. I use it with that. how somebody 40 years younger than you would yeah. be using it. Who's had access to the internet, to yeah. TikTok, to games, to Twitch, I'll all try. that stuff. Don't even know what Twitch is. The streaming service where okay. we're going to do our cooking show. Okay. Oh, where they're going to watch us eat? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And I think this is going to be an easy entry for you. Okay. So. Okay? Here's the thing people have to know. It's yeah. also not used in a sentence because I tell an elaborate yeah, story. No, here's, yeah. The, somehow, Deb decided to juice the game by giving a full essay. Yeah. And, I feel like the opportunity uh, yeah. is better in there. In background, when, and usually the final word is just the word I asked her. But I feel like I can capture yeah. a myriad of meanings mm-hmm. by telling this, building a story around yeah. it. Okay. And so we don't even really care what she gets right. It's just <laughs> what she says at this point. So Deb, it has been months since months. we've played. Let's play mm. use it in a sentence. We're going to ease into the first couple. Okay. Okay. The first turn of phrase. Yeah. You're done. You're done. You're done. Okay. You're done. You're done. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. I like the confidence already. I'm at the beach. Uh, oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> of course you are. Who are you I'm, with? I'm at, <laughs> I'm at the beach with all my girlfriends, okay. okay? And we got there early, and we set up all of our stuff, our chairs, our towels, all of that, okay? Yep. And we didn't, like, draw a ring around this, but, I mean, it was our area. We... You know how you cordon off, kind of, uh-huh. your area of the beach. We're getting all our things up. Maybe we're making mimosas. We're happy. We're chatting. Sun hats on, glasses on mm. our Chase Lounge. You guys are prepped. We are prepped, okay? We've got a little appetizers in there. It's going to be a good day. A lot of coolers, a lot, lot of Yetis in tow with a lot this of Yetis gaggle in tow. gals. Yetis on wheels, okay? So then what happens is these young mothers come. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we might be critical of young mothers. Sure. That could be a thing. Women, women supporting women. <laughs> Exactly. And they've got, like, I'm going to say a bunch of four, five, six, and seven-year-olds with them. As young moms often do. As young moms often do. Okay. So they are kind of in front of us. And it feels like a little too close. Mm. feels like it might be. Invasion of personal space. Exactly. And But then the beach is in front of us. And my thought was, they're all going to go from their spot to the beach and back. So they're not going to really bother us. Okay. Well, it starts with first, like one kid comes running by in between and kicks sand all over us and our towels. And he's just being a kid, yeah. you know, so we kind of go past that. But then it's like one of them gets out this like noise horn thing and is blowing it. I hate noise horns. I mean, it's ridiculous. Then we've got the two that are screaming at the top of their lungs. Yeah. You know, we are looking at it. And so finally, one of the little kids comes by. He's got a bucket of water. Uh-huh. He trips, he falls. It goes all over my friend. Yes. And I mean, like the mother turned around like, mm, you know, like if that had been any of us. Kids, we, am I right? We would have said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Can I get you a towel? Listen, little Jimmy, come yeah. on over here. And she, Time for a lashing. And she did like a, mm, isn't cute? And my girlfriend looked at me and she looked at me and she took her finger and she pointed at the mother and the son and she said, you're done. You're done. You're I done. think that's close enough. We'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. You're done. The trend is the short and sweet way of stopping someone from going too far. For an example, when someone is trading insults with another person and brings up their parents, it's the perfect time to cut them off and say, you're done. Okay. Love that. So that was good. I was, I did it. Easing back Got into there. it. Did you feel like I was going to get there? Uh, yes. Okay. I can tell on your face <laughs> when you get one of these words. And when I'm- Completely perplexed. And trust me, perplexed is coming. Okay. You're done. Okay. But you're still going on. I have one. Got one. Deb, use curve. Curve. In a sentence. By the way, we have not played this game in for so long. I had to like have my memory Rolodex on, you know, God mode because I couldn't remember words we had used and not used. I think we're totally fine. Okay. Curve is not one of the words. Curve. Curve. C-U-R-V-E. That's correct. Curve. Not to be confused with curves, the all-female gym. No, not that. Curve. Curve. C-U-R-V-E. Okay. Curve. 
Like right now, perplexed. <laughs> I'm in a business meeting. Okay. Okay. On company time or outside of the company? On company okay. time. I'm in a business meeting and it's a negotiation and it's fairly intense. Okay. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, one of the things with negotiations is know as much as you possibly can Got about the other person yep. and their and whatever their thing is. Yep. You know, have as much data as possible. Keep it close to the test chest, save it yep. for just the right time. Okay. So this one guy for the person I'm representing, I just see him like get this smirk on his face uh-huh. and he's getting all like, you know, pleased with himself. And then he says something that kind of comes at us like a rocket and is going to almost destroy our deal. And I look at the client and I go, mm, what a curve. Ooh, I don't think that's right. What do you mean? Curve is to ignore, avoid, or sidestep someone's obvious expressions of interest. Example, Kevin, hey, babe, I miss you. Melissa, good night, bro. Uh, See, she's curving. Well, maybe mine was curving. No, that's what I'm talking about. That guy did a curve. Mm. That guy curved. Looks like we're one for two. <laughs> oh, one for I don't get two. anything here. And he, I thought that was actually going to be a, not an easy one, but I, th- I thought your done was going to help you get to no. curve, and then I'm going to watch you just absolutely fall off the face of the so planet. So here's where my brain goes. Uh-huh. I either go, are we talking about human bodies? Right, because you try to go literally. Yes. Yeah. Or then I went, no. Yep. It's not literal. Are we talking geometry? I thought like somebody throw you a curve, Mm. which I think is kind of. But if you visualize a curve, right? It's like two people walking towards each other. Which is And the guy's like super excited. Mm -hmm. And the girl goes, I just used negotiations, not a love interest. All right, Deb, next one. Okay. And I oop. What? And I oop. And I oop. Yep. And A-N-D space Uh I space Mm -hmm. O-O-P. And I oop. Okay. I mean, a billion okay. points for Gryffindor if you get this right. And I, okay. oop. Um, so uh-huh. I'm with my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. We're out having drinks. In a Clarification, super fun bar. it's not, and I poop, it's, and I, and oop. I okay. okay. And we're out having drinks in a bar. Before or after the beach? Well, like a different time. Got it. And we haven't seen each other for a while. Oh, okay. And we are just like, had a couple drinks. Laughing, telling stories. Yeah. To drink minimum. To drink minimum. And so my one girlfriend, somebody said something, told some story about her years ago. Uh-huh. And I mean, it is one of those where we laugh out loud, but then like are laughing silently, like shaking laughing. Yeah. Like can't get your head up laughing. And she farts. And we all hear it. Okay. And she goes, and I oop. And I oop. And I, I, I'm going to give it to you. I'm just going to give it to you. I think it's good enough. For me, it's good enough. And I oop is a viral phrase from a video by drag queen Jasmine Masters. And I oop or I oop can be playfully used to express shock, surprise, or embarrassment. So when oh, your friend you farted, yes. which I don't think I have any farts queued up on here. Wait, do I have a fart on here? <laughs> and I oop. <laughs> right? Hi, Becky. How's everything of- going with you? Oh my gosh, it's so... And I oop. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. I used it right. You, I, I, Kevin, too. Did you not think away. I would get that one? And I oop? Yeah. No, I did not think you okay. would get that one. Going to double down on me me thinking you don't get this one either. Deb, use skirt skirt what? in a sentence. <laughs> what is that even a word? Skirt skirt. Okay. Spell it. How do you think it's spelled? Like skirt skirt? Skirt skirt. Skirt skirt? S-K-R-R space S-K-R-R. Skirt skirt. <sighs> yeah, it's a it's a toughie. Skr skirt. This is stuff that I've heard this before. You've heard people say skr yeah. skr, like a person you know said it. No, I mean like on like TV. My something. friends are educated. Yeah, like on TV. <laughs> yeah, like skr 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 skr. Is it like? Can you tell me? Like, was it a sixteen year old boy that said it? Ooh, uh, yeah, I think it was a gamer or something like that who okay. said it. Skr skr. Okay. Um. Okay. So, oh yeah, I'm with my grandchild that doesn't exist. Okay, okay, and she's like 14. Oh, a girl. Okay, we're yeah. assigning a gender. Yeah, and she's like 14. Okay, all right, and we're going out. We get along really well. Mm-hmm. We both have issues with you. Okay, so we're great friends. Checks out. Yeah, checks out. 
And so we're going out, we're going out to lunch. And I said, let me take you shopping and do some stuff like that. Right. Yep. And so we're just laughing, talking, complaining about you, of course, and complaining about her mom, whoever that is. And, you know, so she just thinks I'm the cat's meow. Yeah. Right. So we're walking down the street with our bags and we've had lunch and, um, a guy goes by. Okay. Like her age. Yeah. A couple of guys her age. Mm-hmm. And they look, you know, kind of cute. And I see her kind of sexualize my hypothetical daughter here. <laughs> and I see her just kind of sideways glancing. Yeah. And as the guys walk by, they go, skirt, skirt. So I actually thought you were going to get closer. I thought you had the age range right. I thought you were mentioning the boys. It's not. What? It's not like a pickup line. So just follow this train of thought. Originally from the artist Chief Keef, who I know you're a huge fan Chief of. Chief Keef, love him. Justin Timberlake, Bruno Mars, Chief Keef is Deb's in okay, Deb's those Spotify. Skirt Skirt is Keef hitting the brakes sharply as he pulls up in his car. Here's the lyric for you. It can be used just to symbolize the noise of your flashy car. Skirt Skirt, pull up in my whip to pick up my thoughts, admiring my wheels, gold diggers around everywhere. Yeah, I would have never gotten that's that. That's your favorite. That's some of your favorite lyrics yeah, though, right? Well, it is. Sure, sure skirt, it is. Skirt, skirt, skirt. Pull skirt. up in my whip to pick up my thoughts, yeah, admiring my wheels, gold diggers around. Yeah. Everywhere. Stupid. So when you pull out of the parking lot and you make a little noise, skirt, skirt. Yeah, that's ridiculous. All right. So you say it to the air, to your car. Oh, it's like, oh, did you see that car? Skirt, skirt, out of the parking lot. Oh, Okay. So stupid. I can't wait for you to start using that. I feel like that one's <laughs> going to have some staying power with you. I feel like, no. Nope. All right, this is the last one. Now, this okay. is brought to us by- I'm two and two right now. Yeah, by by Maeve via her mom, Meg. Okay, Maeve. Yeah? Maeve, here's the deal. Yeah. It's all on you. If well, it's all on you. If this doesn't go well for me, it's all on you. Maeve already did her part. You have to do your part and get it right. Okay. This is going to feel sexual in nature. It's not. So that's Meg. a clue. Meg. 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 Maeve and Meg, they would not have given me something like that. Okay. okay? It's going to feel like it. Mm. It's not. Okay. Deb, use glizzy in a sentence. Glizzy. G-L-I-Z-Z-Y. Use glizzy in a sentence. Okay. So, you know, when I was younger. I think she might have this. Okay, go. So when I was younger. Yeah. You know, like. Rhinestones and bedazzle were a thing. Like a rhinestone. Right? Maybe she doesn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, do you know that they were a thing? Okay. Yeah, John Travolta, Rhinestone Cowboy. So in he- a star spangled. So rodeo. here was one of the things. Like when people were bedazzling everything, it was like, ugh. I mean, very quickly, I thought it was stupid. Yes. You know, and so it wasn't like it wasn't like. It was only cool for like a half a minute. That's what I yeah. think about it. Okay. But there are people that know how to carry off, I'm going to say kind of blingy glam looks mm-hmm. and they do it well. Oh, okay. Okay. And Bedazzle was not one of them. But for a girl that can really carry off a blingy, you know, mm. kind of look yeah. that has a lot of, usually there's a lot of stuff going on, but she does it well. Yeah. We call that. Uh, she is glizzy. Glizzy, Deb, absolutely wrong. Oh, jeez. Rhinestone Cowboy, obviously, Glenn Campbell. Glizzy just means hot dog, as in literal, actual hot dogs, the food item and grilling staple. So how did it become hot dog turned I'm into glizzy? Bedazzle. Apparently, the term just originates from DMV, a.k.a. D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. They call hot dogs glizzies. No, that's wrong. I'm letting you know. It's, I I heard this word years ago. What? Yeah. Have you ever used it? Glizzy? Yeah. No. No. I don't think. I did have a license plate say Dizzle once, but Glizzy. Do I'm too old for that. Maeve uses it. Hey dog, can I get some of those Glizzies? <laughs> yeah. Hey dog. I don't know that anybody so, unironically uses Glizzy. So let me ask you this. Yeah. The next time I go to Costco. Yep. If I go and say, "Hey, can I get a buck fifty Glizzy?" Can I get a buck fifty Glizzy? <laughs> what do you think they're going to say? I want. I hate going to Costco. I effing hate going to Costco. I will go to Costco with you if you walk up to the counter and said, "Can I get a dollar fifty Glizzy?" As long as I can record it and watch and just because if the kid's young, I'll bet he doesn't skip a beat. Really? And if it's Are an older serious? guy, he's just going to assume you're pulling a prank on okay, him. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, what's up? Uh, can I get a? <laughs> Buck 50 glizzy and a Diet Coke? Yeah, let's do it. 
and then just stare at him. And then, uh, listen, I pray it's we, a kid. I pray it's a kid. I pray it's a kid. I'll do it. I'll do it. Because he's gonna look at you and he's gonna be like, "Okay, what's well, what's up? Yeah, All right, okay. here's your glizzy, she's ma'am. Cool. She's cool. Here's your glizzy, ma'am." She's cool in her bright colored oh, shirt that I wore for your birthday today. I misuse it in a sentence. Uh, uh, these were good words. Thanks, look, Maeve I'm and Meg. I'm sweating. Yeah. I am sweating. Yeah. Thanks a lot for thanks, making me look stupid, Maeve, Maeve. and Meg. Yeah. All right. As we wind up this birthday episode, Deb, we don't actually have food tonight because you're going to take me out to dinner, of which I don't even know where we're going. Yep. It's going to be a surprise. So I will post your the pictures of the food, which are my surprise. Okay. I'm hoping it's a big steak. What are you thankful for well, this week? that's going to be sad now if it's not. Mm, I'm hoping it's lobster. Okay. Thermidor. So, What's so the lobster thermidor? That, uh, it's lobster with, I think there's a sauce on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think it's also a way it's cooked. Got so, it. Um, what are you thankful for? So, Kevin, the obvious thing I'm ca- thankful for. I'm thankful for you, my only child. That's true. I'm thankful. That I know of. Listen, I want to tell you this. It doesn't matter how bad life gets or how stressed it is. You can find something to laugh about, and you take me there and drag me there with you, even sometimes when I don't want to go. Screaming and kicking. Screaming and kicking, but I am proud of you. I love you. You are the joy of my life, and I am so happy to be able to be with you on your birthday. Feels like a cop-out for a thankful, but it totally makes sense. Thank you, Mom. I would say this. I, I, I said at the beginning of the show the year of 37 was a very good year for me, both professionally and personally. I mean, we all know what we're going through as a family, and that's neither of us have any control over that. So you just kind of give up the reins and let that be what it is. But in spite of all those difficulties, I think we have still found meaning and purpose through those trials and tribulations. So the entirety of the year, the people that I've surrounded myself with, the people that I've gotten to know, the trips that I've been able to take, the destinations I've been able to go to, all the experiences, I'm a millennial, experiential things, right? Those hit me right in my core. All of the quality time that I've been able to spend with people I never even knew prior to it. It's, it was a great year. It was a truly, honestly, fantastic year. And that's not because of anything I did. That's because of the opportunities that were presented to me and the people that made it like that. So my thankful is for... I think everything in my life in that moment, because it set me up for a hopefully even better year of 38. And it's starting out great because we're doing a podcast together. I love that. I do too. I love that. Happy birthday, baby. Thank you so much. And on that note, that's going to do it for this birthday episode of the Deb and Kev podcast. Remember to like, rate, and review wherever you listen to the Deb and Kev pod, and you can follow us on all of our social channels at Deb and Kev Pod. Bones, I love you to death. <laughs> I love you, baby. We'll see you guys on Thursday. Thank you for listening to the Deb and Kev Podcast. Remember to like and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Follow Deb and Kev on Facebook and on Instagram and Twitter at Deb and Kev Pod. <laughs> 